Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Well, here we are, getting ready for Game 4 Stanley Cup Final. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Fry is in Tampa getting ready to head on over to the stadium. But before that, uh, he has decided that, yes, he will join us for a two-hour radio show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. Can we peel back the curtain a little bit to admit I always am a little sweaty here until the equipment that I that requires some assembly to be on the road and to and to take part in the show remotely. I'm always sweating until that I actually get that call and it works. You're much better at it than me. You did a demonstration on how to put it together. So it sounds like it's working fine. So you don't you're not having any problems, are you? No. Good. Not at all. Well it sounds like you are in the studio sitting next to me and thankfully but for you, I'm sure you are thinking I'm glad I'm not next to you, Eric. But it's a miracle. I'm thinking Eddie Murphy and uh one of those movies. It's amazing with technology how it can actually sound like you are sitting in studio with me, but that's just the way it is, and that's the way we roll at Mile High Sports Radio. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, so here we go. Uh, non-committal was Jared Bednar, but a little, <laughs> over, little over an hour before the Avs pregame skate, Bednar said he spoke with his players about who's going to be starting tonight in goal. By all indications, it's going to be Darcy Kemper because he was in gold during the pregame skate. Uh, not 100% sure, but I think we can all assume it is going to be Darcy Kemper. Also, uh, it is expected that Nazem Kadri will be back on the ice. He skated with the entire team today on the power play unit, and now multiple reports are coming out, I believe including from you, Terry, that uh, Kadri will play, although I will say I'll be stunned if he takes faceoffs because of that thumb. Let's start it off. As much as I want to start with Kadri, as important as he is, <laughs> it's, it's about the goalie, and it's about Kemper, just like in baseball. It's about who is the starting pitcher. You have been on record saying you think it should be Francois. Did Bednar make a mistake? I think he did, but he's he's going with one who uh, has give, given him faithful service over the course of the season. And I think he did do some consultation with some other players. And I think their indication to him was, well, let's stick with Darcy for now. And I think he'll be on a short leash. And uh, there have been some indications that he's, his, in my mind, that he ha- he's having trouble seeing the puck. And I think that that Bednar will keep will make a decision quickly if it appears that that's still the case. Well, here, I'll put it to you this way. If, when the season ends and we find out that Darcy Kemper has surgery, then I'll make the case it should have been Francois. Then I'll make the case it should have been Francois because I'd rather have Francois at 100%, honestly, than Kemper at 90% because I don't think there's that big of a gap between these two guys. As for Kadri... Uh, what are you expecting out of him tonight? Well, I was originally of the of the mindset that he was not going to play; that his thumb was still not far, it was still too far from 100 percent for him to be effective at the things he does uh, as a multi contributor. And 
But then as as the morning skate went on and he was participating in the second with the second power play unit, it looked more and more as if he was going to play tonight. And I finally came around to that premise. Jared Bednar was was noncommittal even in his post morning skate news conference about Kadri saying kind of outlining when he could play when he could do enough quote hockey things. And I think he was kind of telling us, uh, I'm looking back to, at this now with 2020 hindsight, he was kind of telling us he's reached that point and it looks, it looks and sounds to me as if he's playing tonight. You've been around hockey long enough to be adept to know what to look for when a guy who is injured is on the ice during a pregame skate. I'm guessing, and I certainly hope you were not looking at his feet. I'm guessing you were looking at his, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You were looking at his passing. You were looking at his shot. How I was did, looking at that. I was looking at that yesterday too. At okay. Practice. He was doing a lot of that in the separate session uh, at the optional skate yesterday. The well, did you? Know, but today it doesn't matter. Yesterday, a did you notice an improvement? And number two, does that shot, does the passing, whatever, does that look game ready to you? Honestly, I wasn't breaking it down clinically to that extent. I was watching, and it looked. He looked like he was. Plenty effective to me, effective enough to play. And the issue is whether he's going to take faceoffs. I think the answer to that is he is not. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning would not be above whacking him on the thumb and that. And I think it's very clear he's not going to take faceoffs. So in that sense, I'm not really not 100% sure why why Bednar uh, has committed to using Kadri when he's not going to be 100% effective because when he's 100% effective, he's taking face-offs. So th- I think this was, a, this was an acknowledgement that Kadri has worked hard to come back, that he he's, uh, deserves to show what he can do now that he's returned from the thumb surgery and he's in the lineup. Well, okay. Now let's get back to Kemper. Because <laughs> I am, I'm, it's not that I'm bracing myself, but I know exactly what I'm going to be seeing on social media tonight. And this kind of stuff just honestly makes me want to throw up in my mouth. What we're going to see tonight on Twitter or any other social media that you follow is honestly going to be the equivalent of a quarterback competition. So, Orton Tebow. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm being dead serious. I mean, I'm not even laughing. I know. Because I'm bracing I, myself like, for the nauseous analysis that we are going... That- it's going to be Bridgewater lock all over again. And you're what? not. Hold on. Let me finish, please. Okay. You're not going to have Avs fans. You're going to have people who want to prove that they are right. And you're going to have so-called Avs fans saying, see, I told you Kemper stinks. And then you're going to have others. See, I told you Kemper should have started. And this is how it's going to start. And this is going to continue throughout the playoffs because I know what the narrative is, and it's not hard to figure out. If Kemper is terrible, Bender totally screwed up. And let's say the Avs win or Kemper gives up two goals. It's going to be fine. He had one good game. That's going to be the narrative, Terry. I can tell you exactly how this is going to go. He had one good, really good game during the playoffs. Certainly not the shutout because he didn't face any shots. That's going to be the narrative. And then it's going to be, let's see what he does in game five so I can tell you that I am right again. And then if for some reason the Avs win a cup, you know what the narrative is going to be? Well, despite they 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 prove they can win a cup because they have so much offense. They have a great defense in front of them. He is still not a Stanley Cup winning goalie, even though technically it is because people have to be right. And they give up being a fan of a team 
because it's more important to be right on your point, and this is what we're going to see like we saw with Locke and Bridgewater, and honestly, it is nauseating. Perhaps I should tread carefully here, but to me, the question is, why do you let why do you let largely anonymous keyboard warriors so bother you? No, I no, I don't let them bother me. And, I, and I, even though I, even though I'm getting, it sounds like I'm getting. You, worked, you, hold on, you are think. worked up. No, I, I can't. I I'll say this about media members too. When they want to be right, and then they keep finding excuses, then they just keep finding the next excuse. Well, it happened because of this. Then it happened because of this. You know what? I've said this to my kids, and I'll say the same thing to you. Be accountable. If you're wrong, say you're wrong. But too many people have a difficult time saying, you know what, I made a mistake. I said that to you after game two. I said, you know, maybe I misjudged this Avs team. I have no problem saying I'm wrong. One of the hardest things to do in life, which to me is one of the easiest things to do in life, is to say, A, I'm wrong, or B, I'm sorry. It ends the conversation. But instead, you continue the conversation because you keep pressing further and further and further down the road. Because you know what it's going to be for the guy who, um, how do I put this, for the head coach who's really pretty? Well, it really didn't matter. Look at all the talent Sackett gave him. That's going to be the line. How are you dividing this among media and, and public slash fan? I think you're, it's all you're the, honestly, targeting both. Honestly, it's all the same. I just wish people would come out and say, you know what? I made a mistake and move on. Instead of doubling down, doubling down. This is like a quarterback competition like it was with Bridgewater and Locke. People were openly rooting against Bridgewater to fail because they wanted their guy in there. What difference does it make if, if an accountant from Poughkeepsie pipes in with, a, with an unintelligent take on the avalanche goaltending. What difference does that make? Because in general, I don't like it when people are not accountable. I'd say that about anybody. I'd say that about a family member. Just let's move on. Because I could tell you right now, if Kemper gives up three goals, oh my God, you're going to have people in the media who don't think Kemper should be starting. Right. I will say that. I will say what you're about to say. Right. I will say I will I, say that. I, they'll say I was right. I got news for you. Not you, Terry. If you're right, go apply for the head coaching job and let's see how it works out for you. Go get your go get that team to the Stanley Cup final. Because I can promise you Jared Bednar has forgotten more about hockey than any of us know in the media or in the world of being fans. Sometimes you, sometimes you do, and it's a cliche, you have to trust the process. Please tell me, during these Stanley Cup finals, where you've looked at Jared Bednar and said, boy, that guy really messed up. So, sometimes give a guy the benefit, not you, because you're not, you're not a chirper, Terry. You're not a guy who, who writes articles that but, are scathing. You are not fans who have to be right. You are far more level-headed and balanced about it. Thank you. But I also think, honestly, that we t- too often use catchphrases as they, they say, or it, it is said, or fans say. And for the, the fact of the matter is, who is they? And I don't understand the, the, the emphasis on the lunatic fringe in, uh, in the Twitter world or any other social media. There's, I, mean, who, I mean, who cares what they think? I, I don't understand why it bothers you so Think about this. You just said lunatic fringe. Well, what is fan short for? <laughs> fanatic. See, fanatics don't th- see things logically. They are not pragmatic. They're just not. 
And but we for, wouldn't have jobs without them. Well, listen, uh, there wouldn't be teams without them either. There really wouldn't. But for me, you and I are very much on the same page. When it comes to rooting for a team, I don't root for teams. I root for people. I root mm-hmm. for great stories. Yeah, we that. I do not have a horse in the race. It makes my job easier if the Avalanche win. It ju- it just does. But I, and I would absolutely love to see them win. But I can't stand it where people have to be right all the time, and then if they're wrong, they keep making excuses. But then there's that you just said people again. You know the, uh, the yeah. Catch- the, the phrase that catches it all. The majority of people has that. I didn't. I didn't okay. say everyone. The majority. I don't. I don't put out absolutes. I said a lot of people. The majority of people have to be right. They do. That. That's just human nature. And then if you're wrong, you're going to double down and come up with another excuse. You know, it's it's kind of like this whole thing with Stan Kroenke, right? We have this thing about Comcast, which is absolutely correct, which he totally botched it. And then you have people saying, how come they don't have this? And then the te- you have a two-time MVP and you have a team that's making a run for Stanley Cup. Uh, well, I hate Stan Kroenke so much. Uh, let's talk about practice facilities. <laughs> let's just keep going down the road till we find something that sticks. Let's enjoy what's going on here. Let's trust Jared Bednar. And if he's wrong, so be it. The, the, the series at worst will be tied at two. And at the end of the day, the Avs still have control of the series because they still have the home ice advantage. There is no reason to panic. But people would rather be right than their team win. I can tell you right now, if you said to a lot of Avalanche fans who are dead set against Darcy Kemper starting in goal, I think there are a few, not all, a few that would rather Kemper get shelled and the Avs lose so they can be right than Kemper pitching a shutout. I don't. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I, I bet you can find more than a few. I don't. Actually, I don't think that's an unfair statement at all. Because you know why? Because there's still three more games to play. At least I'm right, but at least the Avs can win. So I have an out. People would rather be right than have their team win. They they would they would have to eat. No one wants to eat their words. So if Kemper goes out there and pitches a shutout tonight, you know what they're going to say? Well, let's see what he does in the next game. <laughs> That's part of the high pressure of the goaltender being in the, stop, the spotlight. They're the, the relentless pressures and also the the uh, obligation to be able to re- re- rebound from bad games. Yeah. And he's that's going to be the case here. Coming up after the break, we are going to change it up just a bit. NBA draft, maybe you didn't know it. It is tomorrow. I got our guy Ryan Blackburn, Mile High Sports, covers the Nuggets. He's going to break down what the Nuggets have in the draft, which is the 21st and 30th pick. But what do they do with it? Do they take players? Do they move up? Do they make a trade? Ryan's going to have the details next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. 
If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I absolutely love Mighty Plumbing and Heating. I love them for a lot of different reasons. For starters, I think I've mentioned in the past that they came over to the house. It was a raging uh, heat wave last year. My HVAC unit broke down. It was like 17 years old. They said they were going to show up at noon, and they showed up at noon. A lot of contractors don't do that. They give you a window, and then they show up whenever they feel like it. So not only did I get a great price, I got the best product out there called Rudd, but I I couldn't have been any happier with the customer service. I gave them five stars. Of course I gave them five stars because they were perfect to me in every way. They have over five, excuse me, 800 five-star Google reviews. Well, now Mandy's garbage disposal broke. So I reached out to them last night. Guess what? They're going to be coming out there on Friday to fix that before she has a party over at her house. I know they're going to show up on time. I know they're going to give her a great price, and it's going to be another five-star review because that's what Kevin and his staff are all about, giving you the best service that is Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Check them out at MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. I got to say one thing about my guy, Ryan Blackburn, who recently joined Mile High Sports as our Nuggets writer. This guy has been a machine about the upcoming draft, potential free agents, one article after the next on milehighsports.com, and now the draft is tomorrow. Ryan, I'm guessing this is your Christmas. (laughs) Oh, it's great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I love to do the draft. I love to do the off-season time. It's it's the one time of year where you you really get to have that Christmas opening and and just be able to to see where this team goes because they have a lot of moves that they're going to try to make, and I'm excited to see what direction they go. Okay, so they have picks number 21, Number 30, we know they're going to make changes. What do you think happens tomorrow night? Because I'll be honest with you, I like Tim Conley a lot. But I'll be honest, I liked Masai Ujiri more because I think he wanted to make more bold moves. And I'll be honest, not a knock on Tim because he was great in his own way. I think Calvin Booth is more like Masai than he is like Tim. Yeah, we're going to see. It's it's his first go-round for this whole experience, and, and we, we haven't ever seen him in this position before, Calvin Booth, so uh, we'll, we'll see what he ultimately does and whether that, that aggressiveness label sort of is backed up with the action. Uh, but I do think that Denver is going to try to be aggressive. They're going to try to look at different deals to bring in different veteran players that could help the team now, somebody on the wing, somebody that can help play a little bit more defense. And if they don't end up getting those deals, or, or maybe it's not a massive name, maybe it's just a name where you just kind of exchange some players, then you're looking at some guys in the draft that could hopefully help on the wing and in, in that wing defense category as well. You know, it's been an exciting time around here in, in Denver sports with the Avalanche advancing and with the Nuggets at least getting into the playoffs and having the run that ended against the Warriors. But it, it's, it's an exciting time. Has KSE... Has, has each organization been been caught up in the jet stream of the other? Do you notice any any uh, connections and uh, commonalities between the Nuggets and the Avalanche? Well, with the Avalanche, they they really invested in their young guys early, and you see McKinnon, you see Landis Gog, obviously for a while, but now Cal McCarr, uh, those guys homegrown uh, players that they trusted for a long time. They weren't great 
for a long time. And then you just build up enough talent, you build up enough people and, and you suddenly get really good when you, when you could just make some of those extra moves. I'd say the Nuggets are, are sort of in the same boat where they, they got in Jokic, they got in Murray, then they got in Porter and now they're on the edges. They're, they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we surround these players with the right supporting cast in order to kind of maximize what they do? And they, they believe in their, cha- their championship core. They believe in guys like Aaron Gordon as a supporting piece. And they're just going to try to continue to uh, add to that group. And hopefully they can uh, do the right thing. I also think that the Avalanche had a huge advantage taking McKinnon number one. The Nuggets have never had the first overall pick in the draft. I think Landeskog was second or third. I know McCarr was fourth. And fourth. Okay, so the, the, the Nuggets haven't had that luxury except with Carmelo Anthony. Moving on to the draft, we know what they need, specifically defense, help on the wing, maybe a shooting guard. From the research that you've done, between 21 and 30, is there a guy that they should potentially wait for? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are some players in this draft that you're probably not necessarily making a starter-level impact immediately, but these guys could help out in the rotation as soon as this year and be good defensive connectors for for what the Nuggets are looking for. I look at a guy like Marjan Beauchamp, who is in the G League this year, who's a little bit raw on the offensive side, but he's saying a lot of right things on the defensive side. He's one of those big wings that's athletic, that's versatile, can do a lot of different things on that end. He strikes me as the guy that would help. Another guy is Ochai Akbaji, who was just with Kansas and won a national title. He was the Big 12 player of the year there. Kind of a 3 and D guy. That's what he projects as in the NBA. But he has some a little, uh, like a little bit more athleticism to him and, and some, some upside there as well. Uh, Wendell Moore is another guy from Duke, kind of in the same vein, more of a 3 and D guy, but he's a good passer, good defender. There's a lot of guys that I feel like if they stick around with those picks, they can make the most of it. Whether those are the guys that ultimately end up on the Nuggets or not just remains to be seen based off of the trades that they do. I don't mean to cut you off, Terry, but you know what the criticism is going to be, don't you? If, <laughs> if, if, they, if they pick 21st and 30th, they don't need to get any younger. What do you say to that? <laughs> My oh, question is: I, I mean, I would. I mean, are, are you asking me, or Terry? No, I'm asking no, you. I'm a, no, I'm asking you, Ryan, because you know that's going to be the narrative. The naysayers are going to say Calvin Booth totally messed up. You know he's going to try and move the picks. Sometimes the best deals are the ones that are never made. You don't want to give away picks for nothing. But if they wind up taking both those picks, the narrative is going to be Calvin Booth blew it because they don't need to get any younger. Yeah, and, and there is some, I would say that there's some truth to that too. The Nuggets are in a tough position right now where it's go time. They have to find the right mix of players in order to win a title this year, next year, the year after that. And, and what that means is sometimes you got to bite the bullet and, and maybe give up just a little bit too much to get the right guy in the mix, get the right guy in the building, whether that's, say, Kentavious Caldwell Pope or uh, Malcolm Brogdon, if you're going a little bit bigger picture. Uh, there, there's some guys that are vets that, that could really help this team next year get over the top. But you've got to like you got to be willing to part with some assets in order to do that. It's on Calvin Booth to come up with creative ways to make those deals. And if he does just draft two guys and then that's that's kind of all they do, 
I would be a little bit disappointed as a Nuggets fan unless they get a bunch of really quality 3 and D talent. Uh, Terry, I'm going to cut you off again because we have some breaking news. I apologize for this. Jeremy Grant has been traded to Portland. Now, I saw somebody just put on Twitter, Grant is the player the Nuggets never should have let get away. Uh, You've covered this team as long as I have. I don't think they let him get away. They offered him the same contract as the Pistons. He just wanted to be the lead guy on a bad team. But they waited too long, Eric. What, what do you yeah, mean? there's there's part of that. It's like I do think that he was like Grant was going to be in Denver's plan. There's there's no no doubt question. They offered him a deal. Yeah, they, they waited too they long. Wanted, they wanted to pay him. That was definitely not something that they wanted to let happen. But he decided that he wanted to be a first, second option, whatever. And and as we can clearly see in Detroit, has not really worked out well for him specifically. He, he got one all-star appearance, I'm pretty sure, or, or whatever, and then that's fine. It's going to raise his profile and earn him some more money. But he's no closer to winning a title, and that's not going to happen in Portland either. There you go. Ryan, Ryan, can Jeff Green fit in these plans? He exercised his player option, and he was awful, but he was awful in the playoffs. Can he fit in at all? You think the, you think the Nuggets were wishing that he would not exercise that player option? No, I, th- I think he. I think he can fit in. Uh, the problem that he was really facing, and a, a problem I think a lot of other teams and players were facing, was that he faced the Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors are a really tough matchup for him specifically because there's nobody for him to really match up with physically. He needs to space the floor. He's not really a floor spacer, but if he's in a smaller role, playing 15 to 20 minutes off the bench in the right playoff matchup. Backing up Jamal Murray, backing up Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, as opposed to playing next to those guys, then I do think that there is a role. I do think that Zeke Naji is a, a guy that they would like to kind of step up into his role and kind of take over for him. But you ask if he, if he, if they're unhappy that he exercised that player option and is sticking around. I don't think they're unhappy. I think it actually gives them some more flexibility to do some different things. I think they would have been thrilled if he didn't exercise his option. More money for somebody else. He doesn't really have a role on this team, does he? Well, the problem is that they can't really give that money to everybody else because they, they're over the cap, they're over the tax. They have limited flexibility in order to add different players. The only, the only exceptions that they can throw out there to sign new players to a deal, they have one taxpayer mid-level, which doesn't change whether he opts in or opts out, and then they have minimum, co- minimum contracts. So th- that's not going to change. I-, I think that this was just a situation where you're either going to try to re-sign him or you're going to lose him for nothing. And I don't think Denver wants to lose him for nothing. Hey, uh, Ryan, really appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully it's a good draft tomorrow. Uh, maybe we'll try and get you on on Friday. Does that work for you, or are you going to be too busy? Uh, we'll, we'll see, but I-, I would love to be back on. I-, I think I'm hopeful that Denver does something big and that we get to talk about it. That will be fun. And you know what? If they draft two players, you're going to know far more about them than Terry and I combined. So looking forward to hearing your analysis. I'm just going to pay attention to who they draft during the Taco Bell commercials. Ooh. That Perfect. Was, see, it, it, it's that it's that type of insight that you only get from a Terry Fry. You certainly won't get that sarcasm from me. Oh, right. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> enjoy the draft tomorrow. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. See you, pal. All right, Ryan Blackburn. Check him out on milehighsports.com. Coming up after the break, Terry worked overtime last night as he stayed up last night to watch the late local news in Tampa. He saw something very interesting having to do with the Stanley Cup final you're going to want to hear about next. I'm going to be a heartbeat.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. SmileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. So you worked overtime uh, last night, Terry. You are watching the late local news in Tampa on the ABC affiliate. Uh, the top sports story was not the avalanche and lightning going into game four. It was Rob Gronkowski retiring and I think I think we might have a difference of opinion about this because you wrote well, this you wrote this for the show notes. You sound surprised. <laughs> well, it was actually the afternoon news at four o'clock. Okay, and it was it wasn't just the sports news. It was the it was the four o'clock news broadcast. Gotcha. Uh, the, so I was really kind of taken aback by it. I was kind of surprised. And uh, hey, when you were in TV, were you ever on Action News and Eyewitness News? Eyewitness what, what News. Was, what was your favorite? Eyewitness News, and I love all the catchy phrases. Um, we we are your hometown team. You know, crap like that. No, you're did not. Did you do any of those? Did you do any of those commercials? Well, they they forced us to do those promos. But here's the thing: when I look at the timing of the story, when I look at the timing of the story, and what the story is. I would have actually done the same thing because I was on. Really? T- well, t- but let me explain why. Remember, I was in television for 20 years. Here's the reason why. If after the lightning beat the avalanche, okay, you got to remember what's the most immediate. The most immediate was not the lightning beating the avalanche at four o'clock in the afternoon. The breaking news was Rob Gronkowski, who helped lead the Buccaneers to a Super Bowl title less than 18 months ago, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and arguably the greatest tight end of all time, announced his retirement. Now, if he didn't play for Tampa, then uh, obviously it's not the lead story. If Tampa does not win a Super Bowl less than 18 months ago, it is not the top story. But when the Lightning won, it was at night. So the the freshest breaking news absolutely should not be the lightning and the avalanche over this story. It's the timing of it as much as anything else. But even if it was today at 4 o'clock, at the very least, I think you do a 30-second VO read, meaning you do a read about it, you show a little bit of video. We'll get to that later on in sports. But the big story tonight is the avalanche against the lightning in game four. That is breaking. Literally, that was breaking uh-huh. news. That's why I would lead with it. You're, you were outlining the news director's type philosophy there. No. I, well, I, I was outlining my philosophy. I can't speak yeah. for the news director. That would what is most immediate, especially in the age of social media. And, you know, if you want to see if you want to see a and, I, and listen, I'm a guy who's in local news or local sports for a very long time. You go to a Broncos press conference at, I don't know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, as an example, you don't need to watch a 15-second soundbite from Russell Wilson. Why? Because the station puts the entire press conference on their own website. 
And Broncos fans will find that and watch the entire thing. It's kind of like when if a game ends at 8 o'clock at night and the local news starts at 11, there is no point in, in saying, what's the final score? You don't do your lead-in into the highlights saying, uh, well, who won the game? Let's check out the highlights. Three hours later, everybody who wants to know already knows what the final score is. Because of social media, things have changed dramatically in terms of the immediacy in which you can get content. I think fans, though, still want to have summarized reports of what Russell Wilson says. Sure. What he, I agree. They, they don't all want to go to the go watch no, no, the I agree. news conference. I they totally don't want agree. to see the writers fighting over the next question. They want to. They want to have some kind of intelligently summarized story. Sure. And this is the writer's point of view here. S- some intelligently summarized story, giving them the highlights and telling them what they need to know first and foremost. I'll say one more thing, okay? And I've had this conversation with many people outside of Boston and St. Louis. Every NFL city, that team is the number one sport in town. I don't care if a team's in a championship. But, but here I think this is what surprised me is Tampa Bay is kind of in the spotlight of the sporting world, literally the sporting world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is being covered internationally right? as the, as the NBA finals are now. Right. And I, I think that that philosophy of being in the spotlight of look at us now is kind of pervasive in the coverage of sports too, when fans and areas think that the entire world is focusing on them. I thought I really was surprised that they did not jump on the chance to kind of quote showcase Tampa Bay as the host for this. But, I mean, they, but this you got to remember you know, something, this, Terry. It was this an, team's been around for 30 years. I, I understand, but you got to remember it was an off day. It wasn't game day. It was on a Tuesday. And I'll say something else. And Bradley Chubb, I'm just picking out any name. Bradley Chubb is nowhere near the same as Rob Gronkowski. Okay? But if at 6 o'clock tonight, he decides he's going to announce his retirement... At 6 o'clock tonight, 9 News, Channel 4, and Fox 31 will lead with that. They're all down here. Well, Channel 7 won't because they have the game on. The Broncos rule, just like the Bucks rule down there, outside of the Red Sox and the Cardinals that run the roost in those towns, it's an NFL city everywhere else. Except for maybe L.A. It was a chance for Tampa Bay media, Tampa Bay television stations to shine the light on them as look at us in the spotlight. I, and I've never I've seen TV stations fail to ever pass on a chance to do that. I can That's pro- why I was surprised. I can promise you it has been all lightning all the time over the last however many weeks for local television down there with with news station with with news departments doing fan packages and ticket scalping and parking issues and souvenir sales it's all and i've i've lived it it's all hands on deck when you have a team competing for a title but on an off day when the number one team in town which is the buccaneers you won a super bowl 18 months ago a first ballot hall of famer who is arguably the greatest tight end of all time announces his retirement that that's a no-brainer. That's what you lead the show with. I'm not saying you talk about it for 15 minutes, but you lead your show with that and give it as a teaser and say we'll have more in sports. But our top story, as always, are the Lightning. Rob Rob Gronkowski retired, and the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Colorado Avalanche four to two. Is that what the way it's going to be? 
I mean, I realize you're 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 you're, 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 you're mixing things up again. This was on the a circumstances. Tu- the circumstances won't be replicated. Remember, this was a Tuesday, not a game day. That's what I'm saying. It was a Tuesday at four, not a game day. The game had been over for well over 12 hours. It's the day and time at which it happened. That was breaking news. The magnitude of the Buccaneers, the magnitude of who Rob Gronkowski is, the magnitude of being a championship team with him on it, on when it happened, that makes sense to me. It just does. I've lived it, and I would have done the same exact thing. We we would have argued about this in the meeting. Well, we, we could have argued about it, but that's with all due respect, that's why you never work in TV. You're great. You are a great, great writer of books and this, but you don't you live in the world of immediacy with your column, okay, with your article. For a news director and I was a sports director, we have to look at a bigger picture. So Gronkowski played what, two seasons with the Buccaneers? He won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. We can we can we don't have to go back and forth. We can we can respectfully disagree. I will tell you there isn't a news director in the country or a sports director in the country that would not have led with this. <laughs> and, and, and don't get all hockey butthurt about it because it's hockey, because that's what hockey fans do. Oh my God, you're shunning us. Hockey's not getting enough coverage. It is lightning crazy down there. You know that as well as anybody else. Well, you, you also know that I have gotten all over hockey fans for that attitude. I know. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Charles Barkley, a great member of the media. People love him on NBA on TNT, and he's uh, lent himself out a couple times to some hockey broadcasts. He was a part of the intermission report in Monday night's game. So we'll talk about your thoughts on that, on him filling in, uh, talking about a sport that he never played. And maybe if uh, you've got any interest in hearing other athletes who have never played talk about other sports as well. I haven't played any of them, and I talk about them all the time. Good point. (laughs) I have no question. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about low T99. I've been taking testosterone for five to seven years and always had to go to the doctor, had to pick up my prescription for the pharmacy. I had to go get my blood work done. Always wrote a big check for that. Well, guess what? Low T99 does everything and more. For starters, it's the convenience. I don't have to go to the pharmacy, don't have to go to the doctor, don't have to pay for my blood work. Why? Because it's all-encompassing with just 129 bucks a month. With low T99, once a month on the button, I get a FedEx package of my testosterone and my supplies. And one of the guys who runs low T99, good friend of mine, Thomas Lund. How are you, my friend? Eric, I'm great, my man. How are you? I am great. Brilliant concept. How did you guys come up with that? Because not too many people do this, and when they do do it, they're nowhere near 129 bucks a month, all inclusive. Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, COVID, you know, really opened us up to a different avenue. Uh, some medical laws changed throughout that quick period of time, and it allowed us to actually take 
what we do and offer it uh, through telehealth. So we virtually will meet with you via Zoom at the convenience of um, your time, of course, on a laptop, phone, or if you don't want us to see your face, you want to keep a low profile, that's fine. You just call in on a number that we provide you with. So here's something else. So when I signed up, you didn't ask for my insurance, did you? No, sir, we did not. Okay. So when I was going, I had to get this through insurance. And if I didn't have the right insurance, the price would even be higher. And even with insurance, the price was high as well. So again, all the testosterone, and that can be expensive, all the supplies, the the blood work is absolutely outrageous. How are you able to keep it at 129 bucks a month, whether you have insurance or not? Yeah, that's great. Great question. Um, you know, once again, I'm going to resort back to doing everything through telehealth. We don't have some big fancy clinic that we spent tens of thousands of dollars decorating. We don't have a bunch of staff running around the clinic. We don't have this huge waiting room with a 75-inch TV. Um, we have a short, small crew. Um, everyone does their role, does their job, start to finish. We're able to um, <clears throat> handle all of our patients um, just like you would at a normal clinic. So instead of actually having to physically go in, we do it right at your desk, right? You can do it in your bed. So by not having those overhead expenses, um, that's really allowed us to keep our prices very, very low, which truly <laughs> I had no idea it could ever be that low. But uh, once we started cutting costs, we figured that out pretty quickly, and it's at the, the benefit for our patients, of course. And one more thing that I want to say, because this is all personal experience, I love the fact that everything is FedEx to me right away. But I got my results back probably about two weeks ago, and there were a couple of red flags here and there, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm telling you, Thomas, Within a half hour, I got an email from the doctor saying, we need to set up a visit. I didn't have to call the doctor. The doctor reached out to me to set up a visit. So it was all done in which I didn't have to do anything. You guys were literally taking care of me. Speaking of getting, yeah. speaking by the way of getting up and getting up for a game. How do you like that segue? Who do you like tonight? <laughs> Avs or Lightning? I like the, I like the Avs tonight. I like the Avs tonight. I think um, they handled themselves very maturely after that loss. Um, I listened to all the press game conferences. Everyone, they know their role. That's the thing with the Avs. They all do their individual roles very well. They all perform at their top level. Last uh, Monday's night game was a fluke. I see the Avs rebounded. 5-2 Avs. Okay, so if people want to get involved with low T99, there's no reason why you shouldn't. I just put something out on Twitter today about how much I love you guys. Uh, what do people need to do? Yeah, the best way to go about it, I mean, everyone's skeptical, as was I before I started low testosterone treatment. Go to lowt99.com. Check it out. Snoop around. See that we're legit. There's a great little questionnaire on there. It's got 10 different symptoms on there. And over 90% of our patients that check off three or more end up having low testosterone, which is very unfortunate. But the fortunate part about it, we have state-of-the-art treatment. We have five different doctors that are ready to provide care to you, which is why you got that email as quickly as you did. Um, so, yes, lowt99.com. Check it out. Fill out the questionnaire. You don't have to commit to anything other than just maybe you know, going through the initial lab work. Yeah, yep. a little bit of time, and that's all it takes. You yeah. 129 bucks a month. Are you kidding me? I've been doing this for a long time. Nothing's come close when you add it all up, throwing the convenience Lowt99.com. Thomas, enjoy the game tonight, my friend. 
You as well. Congrats on your marriage. Hey, thanks, pal. Appreciate that. That's that's one reason why I'm on testosterone. I have a new wife. Make it the best possible night well, you can, pal. <laughs> you as well, Eric. Thank you so much. All right. See ya. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Charles Barkley made an appearance on the intermission report during Monday's Game 3. Do you like former players from other sports weighing in on sports they did not play professionally? And are there any Denver athletes you think will be entertaining on the broadcast of a different sport in town? Idea. It gives you a little different perspective from real athletes who understand the spirit of competition and may not necessarily understand the game. I think that's great. I would like to see Russell Wilson do some commentary on the Rockies because, of course, he was the second baseman for the Asheville Tourists. I would like to see Nathan McKinnon do some commentary on the Nuggets because he's a he's a hoops junkie. He just loves Steph Curry, and he tried to play high school high school basketball in in. Uh, in Halifax, and they wouldn't let him uh, because they were afraid that he'd get hurt. And I also would like to see Kyle Freeland on the on the Broncos. He's a local boy, sports fan, and you know he's a big Broncos fan. Um, I would like it, but it depends on who it is. I say this with all due respect to Charles Barkley. I've gotten to know a little bit. He doesn't know much about college basketball, and he is on the broadcast, and you can tell he doesn't know a lot. So, yes, the overall I'm an athlete, that works. But when a guy starts digging a little deeper than he should on a broadcast of that magnitude, which is the Stanley Cup final, you start to sound a little bit foolish if you're trying to get into the X's and O's. Stay in your your lane, talk about competition, but if you go too deep, you're going to start to sound foolish. I don't think he did, did he? He, I, I didn't hear it, but I understand he didn't get too deep. He was just told to watch number eight. Well, well, if he said watch number eight and he doesn't know it's Makar, no, that, he was. He, no, he 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 said he was told by others to watch number eight, and that that was a compliment to Kale. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They can help you redesign your entire kitchen, get you something to fit your budget. Check out Mountain High Appliance, the best in the business. Find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. It looks like it's going to be Darcy Kemper in goal tonight. As for Nazem Kadri, he is expected to play. Terry, you have been there all week. You have watched him practice. Terry will tell you how he has looked over the last two, three days being on the ice, and he'll let you know if he looks, talking about Kadri, looks to be ready. That's next. Turn it up.